Welcome to Just Start Podcast. Today we have Dr. Connie Siskowski. She is the founder and president of the American Association of Caregiving Youth. She finished top 10 in the CNN Hero for 2012. She's a local hero and a national hero, and we're very excited to have you with us here today. Can you give us some background as to what a caregiving youth is? Sure. So a caregiving youth is a minor child who provides care for family or household members who are chronically ill or injured or elderly or disabled. And as a result of the time that they need to spend and the stress that they go under, they're often adversely impacted academically as well as personally. We see like teachers, counselors, administrators are kind of the first line of defense where they can see if a student's slipping or if a student's having an outburst. And then beyond that, you step in because I, I see that learning and healing goes beyond the four walls of the school. Oh yeah. And it's amazing that your organization comes in to do that. So Connie, you're a CNN hero, which is quite amazing. And you had stories of individuals that I'd love for you to walk us through. I can talk about Mandy, one of our other amazing kids who was caring for her brother who was disabled. She would meet him at the school bus where he would be dropped off in his wheelchair after school. And I think I shared when I, I met him, he was a certain size and then through time he grew. And so now they needed some other support because he could no longer get into the bathroom. The wheelchair wouldn't fit. Mandy graduated mm. and she is completing her nursing degree. Wow, that's amazing. What is the change that you see with these uh, youths that you intervene well, with? Well, okay, it's, it's really been a blessing to be able to watch the children grow up because we get to meet them when they're little right. and now they graduate and they're really big. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's that's been fun. But more importantly, I think is seeing them have confidence, seeing them want to give back, mm to share their stories, mm -hmm. to let other people know. And we've also seen our families who have shared their story uh, begin to understand that there is a need to help raise awareness and raise finances so that this population can be supported. We see the advocacy that you offer and some schools that you partner with offer as like a mentorship. And that is so needed, right? With the support that these kids get, beyond just their family, beyond their teachers, but to have like mentor roles. Mm -hmm. And you do home visits. That relationship is huge for a student mm -hmm. being able to continue to persevere through taking care of maybe someone ill or hurt or et cetera, right? Yeah, because first they learn that they're not alone in their own school. Mm -hmm. And then we do fun activities. Of mm -hmm. course, we haven't been able to the past three months, but we have an overnight camp. Oh, great. Um, it's called Camp Treasure because mm -hmm. we believe the children are a treasure and mm -hmm. to help them discover the treasure within. And so they meet kids from other schools. Mm -hmm. And then um, we've even done a broadcast with and connected kids from the UK with the kids here. Nice. And the issues are the same. Mm. You know, the effect of caregiving is the same. Mm -hmm. The stresses, the concern. So it's amazing that you connect these students with other students who are in their situation, right? That can relate. Because uh, I know with teenagers especially, they know if you've experienced what they've experienced. And yeah. so for them, that's a universal language. Well, not only with kids, you know, it's yeah. with adults too. Right. You know, it makes a big difference because who can walk in their shoes? Right. 
So what's it like when you connect them with other students in cities, countries? Well, they they maintain bonds, mm. you know, because it is a special bond. And so they may text each other or they're so excited to see each other. Mm. Like we have a reunion camp. Um, so oh, they great. see each other through the years as well as different activities. So it's it's really neat for the kids. That is super neat. What are some examples of like how you've celebrated some of these students? So one example is at the end of our skills building, uh, which is in middle school, typically in sixth grade. We give them an appreciation. Mm. We do different contests. I think awarding community service hours when you're in high school for the work that you do at home, mm -hmm. which you know you may not be able to do doing normal community service because of your other responsibilities. Right. That also values them and recognizes them. And there are scholarship opportunities that I found out through doing just that. Yeah, so thankfully, we've been working for years with the George Snow Scholarship Fund. Mm -hmm. um, and one of our uh, partners, Poland Capital, has provided scholarships for caregiving youth. That's fantastic. Can you talk a little bit about how it, it starts in this organization and you start to impact the youth and then how it's not just about helping them and their families, but it's helping society at large? So it helps society at large because if you dropped out of school, Jordan, mm -hmm. you might be involved in drugs. You might get a girl pregnant because teen pregnancy is higher. Mm -hmm. uh, you might participate in crime. And you might be dependent on the system because now you don't have a job that's able to support you and your family. Mm -hmm. So it really helps society because we need we need people to be productive. You probably would not feel good about yourself. Mm -hmm. And so when you're able to work and know that you have purpose, mm -hmm. um, you can live a better life. So as we wrap things up here, what are some ways that listeners can get involved to help or if somebody needs to help themselves, how can they go about doing that? So people can contact us either through our website, through email, through calling, and we're happy to do whatever we can to support the family. I think helping to understand this, that mm -hmm. maybe look a little differently at a child who's pushing a wheelchair, maybe open that door for that child mm -hmm. and think about what they may be going through. Right. So to recognize others in our community, to help teachers understand. I would love for us to be on the website of every school that we're in to say, this school proudly has the Caregiving Youth Project as, right. as one of its programs. Yeah, I think teachers even need to be trained on this. I know as I get to know my students, whether it be the first day or it's a couple months in, once that student feels comfortable with me and we have some downtime and I say, hey, so um, how's your family doing? And they'll be like, oh, you know, I just have a mom. I'm like, oh, that's cool. How is she? And they're like, oh, pretty good. And then as you yeah. get talking, they'll be like, well, actually, you know, she's not so great. So, you know, I'm like, oh, why is that? Well, you know, she has Alzheimer's or, yeah. you know, my dad has this. And then yeah. once that connection is there and they feel the trust, I feel like you could train teachers to be able to meet this need. Well. And we would love to do that, but not all teachers have the time or right. the energy to mm -hmm. be able to get involved. That's why, you know, we have a contact person each school, mm -hmm. but people within the school need to know that and know about it. Thank you for showing me some of these cards. It's overwhelming to see the needs that these students have. And also just the, the stresses and the anxiousness, it's overwhelming. 
I know that teachers need to be more aware of this and coaches and even friends just being more aware and having the empathy and compassion to be able to kind of like hear a student out that's mm -hmm. struggling. You were talking earlier about it takes a village, right, to raise a child. Yeah, and so people say that it takes a village and I understand that concept, but it was really brought home to me when I took one of our students down to be in foster care and it was a village. Mm. And I was aware that I went in through a gate and there were boundaries. And so instead I say it takes a community because we need no boundaries. Mm. You know, we need to get rid of the barriers to care as well as to open it up to the broader community to support and, and help these children. Yeah, I really like that visual, right? And that puts that, that unity in community is to mm -hmm. kind of removing some mm -hmm. of those mm -hmm. boundaries, as you said. Mm -hmm. Well, Dr. Connie Siskowski, thank you so much for being with us and walking us through the Caregiving Youth, your organization, how to get involved. I know for me, I learned a ton and I can't wait to get back into the classroom to be just more open to this okay. and cognizant of yeah. this. So if you're listening to this and you're moved and you want to get involved, please visit the website, reach out by email or phone. Um, there are needs all around you. And once you kind of get outside of yourself, as Connie was just saying, you really start to feel the weight of the needs in the community. Thank you again for being here. Thank you so much, Jordan. This is Just Start Podcast. I'm Jordan Hernandez. Thank you for listening.